Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. 16 years in, podcasting still relies on an obfuscated and disconnected from reality metric to track all aspects of success, file downloads. Now, there's a better way. Several, in fact. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This is not going to win me any friends, but I do hope you will hear me out for my conversation because we really need to stop talking about downloads in podcasting. They are worthless. More to the point, we deserve better. Now, I say this because that's how we track everything. I'm going to run through a whole series of things that we track with downloads, and it's just almost an arbitrary number. It's, a, it's an output. It's not an outcome. They're just, they've never been good, and we don't have to rely on those anymore. Look, I'm just going to jump right in. Many people say, no, 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 Evo, you're wrong, because the reason we have downloads, and it's on every single podcast app, well, every single podcast host reports downloads, downloads, downloads. It's irritating. And the reason we do that, people will say, is because of advertising. Well, I'm here to tell you that downloads are actually quite worthless for basing out ad performance and ad payouts. They are. They're what we use today sometimes, but they are worthless because advertisers aren't buying downloads. They're not. A download doesn't mean anything. It means a file was downloaded, not by a person. It just means a download actually happened. That isn't, that's, just, that's not buying, no reason to buy that. Advertisers only want to pay when the ads are listened to by the right audience, by the right person or the right household, in the right geography. They only want to pay when the campaign fulfills its needs, when you or someone they are targeting is actually listening. That's really what they want to do. And you say, well, they can't do that because apps don't report that data. Oh, but they do. Our friends Spotify have come along and are now reporting that data back to select advertisers. And that's only going to grow. Look, don't take my word for it. There was a great article published not long ago, a combination of Amplify Media and Sounds Profitable, where Stephen Goldstein and Brian Barletta went through all of this and discussed the coming changes to podcast advertising thanks to what Spotify is actually doing. And also, advertisers are demanding that. That's one challenge with tracking for advertising. The second one is, did you see the recent article by a gentleman named Anthony Goraud, which I know I'm not pronouncing properly? He showed how easy it is to fake 
downloads that cannot be caught or trapped by the IAB 2.0 guidelines. <laughs> Why are they guidelines? They can't be tracked. This system, if deployed, would artificially boost podcast downloads, episode downloads, and no one could stop it. And it can be done at scale relatively cheaply. So that's why advertisers don't want to pay for it when they know the systems can be easily gamed and they can't be stopped. And that's just going to continue. Now, you might argue that, well, hold on, that may be fine for Spotify, but what about all the other places where podcasters are monetizing them and they're tracking on downloads? Again, downloads aren't really all that helpful, and they were going to less become less helpful as more people start using Spotify data to find out what's the difference between a download and an actual ad listen. And once we get that number figured out, we'll have enough data, enough statistical relevance we can predict not predict, we can forecast what that actually means. So we can say, well, these many podcast downloads happen on these apps which don't provide us that level of data. Fine. Using the information that we do have, we can now figure out what that means. What that means for the chance of, okay, if they got X number of downloads, well, we ought to put a factor of maybe we drop that number down by 3% or 30% or 98%. They drop it down drastically. Until those apps start going, well, heck, now we're under pressure. People are pushing people away from our content. You, you, do you see the spiral? Look, advertising is changing the game, but it's not all about advertising. I don't want to make this all about advertising. I've got more things to talk about. As you can see, I'm a little worked up about this. Tracking downloads is also worthless as a way to track popularity and top lists of podcasts. There was recently an article by Tom Webster. And by the way, every link that I'm talking about will be in the episode details. So just feel free to click through. There's an article Tom Webster wrote not long ago for Pod News that basically showed that it's a it's what we, I'm calling it the serial problem, right? Serials continues to show up in the list of the top podcasts, not because people are listening to serial, and they certainly do. I'm not saying people don't dis discover serial every single day and then listen to it. It was a great show. But it's artificially driven because Serial is smart and put additional episodes in their feed for other podcasts that is stupidly by these pod track rating systems and others tracked back to the show and said, well, it got downloads. This show got downloads. Therefore, it's really popular. There weren't even episodes of the show. A much better way to do that, track the audience itself, but maybe feed pings, maybe looking at unique touches of all the files that make up a particular show. There's a better way to do that. We would get rid of some of those uh, false flags out there. I think it's worthless for tracking your show's growth. We already know that if you double the output of episodes you make and you keep your audience the same, you'll double your downloads. So that's dumb. And then there's the fact that apps and sometimes individuals go rogue downloading everything. And that screws up your numbers because they download 900 of your episodes. That's 900 downloads. That doesn't mean you had 900 listens. You may never have 900 listens. A much better way to do that is to track your unique audience. Maybe over seven days, how often do they come back after seven days, after 14 days, after 30 days? How many unique people showed up during those time frames? It's kind of like monthly active users, but I guess it's weekly and fortnightly active users and monthly active users for podcasting. But it's not total downloads. It's actually tracking the total number of people who are, are reached by that. Now, Speaking of reach, speaking of reach, it's also downloads are also worthless for tracking audience engagement. 
So I mentioned previously, download that 350 episodes, 900 episodes, what, so what? Well, take those, um, those active user lists, 7, 14, and 30 days, and track engagement basically by how many times, how many people listen to multiple episodes or multiple times. We know it by individual. We should be able to track all of that back. Let's segregate out the binge listeners. And let's and maybe we look at things like time to consumption from the time a file was downloaded or accessed. When did it actually get listened to and how much and all those factors? So much more important. I started this by saying podcast hosts all show this. They do, but it's also kind of worthless for them. Even the ones that track podcast downloads as a way to figure out what their pricing tiers are. Look, I get that it's a convenient shorthand, but hosting costs aren't predicated on the number of downloads you get. That is all a factor of how much bandwidth you're using and how much file sizes or the, the, the size of the files. Those are the only two factors. Bandwidth, which has to do with file size, and storage of those files. That's it. So why not change or charge by maybe something where you factor in what's the size of your audience, what are the weight, how heavy are your files, how big are they, what's your frequency? I know that's not easy, podcast hosting companies, but come on. We've got to do a better way than tracking downloads. Right. I've been ranting for a long time. I thank you for listening to my TED Talk, if you will, about downloads, but we got to move past this kind of stuff. Anyhow, two things and I'll let you go. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra is where you can go show your support for this show, e even if I made you mad <laughs> with this particular episode. I'm sorry that I'm impacting your livelihood, but here we are. Buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. And please, tell a friend about podcast pontifications. Uh, maybe this episode, if you agree with me, certainly not this episode, if you don't agree with me, or just simply the show. Send a friend who is also a podcaster a note telling them about podcast pontifications. Word of mouth from one podcaster to another is the only way that this show grows. So pretty pleased with sugar on it. Make that happen. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, 
or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.